This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing, making people's lives better. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Sugar, it's everywhere. And while some of the sugar in our food is obvious, lots of it is lurking behind complicated names on a long ingredient list. It's an issue Health Canada is taking on, and soon new food labeling laws will make all sugar in our food much easier to identify. Today, we'll get the sweet and lowdown from nutritionist Rosie Schwartz. And... Are high gas prices and expensive airline tickets holding you back from planning the ultimate summer vacation? Well, you don't have to break the bank or go very far to enjoy a great holiday. Chris Robinson from AM740's Chris Robinson Travel Show will tell us more. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. At what age do you expect to be mortgage-free? A new Angus Reid survey for CIBC suggests Canadians are feeling a little less optimistic when it comes to making that final mortgage payment. The poll reveals on average we expect to be mortgage-free by age 58, one year later than a similar poll a year ago. But the age varies depending on where people live. Homeowners in British Columbia don't expect to be without a mortgage until 66, but in Alberta, the age is 55. Here in Ontario, it's 57. Meanwhile, Zoomers are behind an increased demand for luxury properties in the GTA. According to a report by Sotheby's International, the high-end real estate market is roaring along with sales of properties over a million dollars, up 34% in the first half of 2014. The twice-yearly State of the High-End Market report says, despite fears of oversupply, demand for luxury condominiums remains high. Sotheby's points to a surge in baby boomers looking for spacious but low-maintenance luxury condos, ideally with two parking spots. The report says that even the GTA's highest-priced condo apartments and townhouses, those over $4 million, saw sales double. Back pain is the leading cause of disability around the world. About two-thirds of adults have it at some point. It's usually treated with a simple drug, acetaminophen, sold as Tylenol, Anacin, and other brands. But now the first large, rigorous clinical trial to test this has found that acetaminophen is no better than a placebo. Researchers assigned 1,600 people with acute low back pain to take either acetaminophen, a placebo, or a combination of both. Those on acetaminophen got better after 17 days, while those who took the dummy pills recovered after 16 days. (laughs) 
At 60 years of age, Judith Weir has signed on for the job of a lifetime. She's the first woman to be named to the prestigious post of Master of the Queen's Music. Judith Weir is a composer and educator who has written music for the BBC proms along with operas and choral works. She's also a strong advocate for providing access to live music and music lessons for children. The honorary post carries no official duties, although she may be called upon to compose for official occasions. The position lasts for 10 years. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Do you know how much sugar you eat? Looking at the nutrition label on your food may not help you figure it out. With everything from sucrose, fructose, and fruit juice listed, it's pretty confusing. But now the federal government is proposing changes that would require food manufacturers to clearly show the amount of sugar they have added to their products. Nutritionist Rosie Schwartz has been on the case for years, and I reached her in her office. I think it's about time. We've been asking for it for years. Consumers are really confused when they look at at food packages. They look at foods that contain natural sugars, added sugars, and they don't know which ones they should be buying. They need we need more information to help people sort through these types of sugars. What is confusing on a nutrition label right now? When it comes to the ingredient lists right now, what happens is that food manufacturers can call sugars by all kinds of names. So since ingredients are listed in descending order by amount, and the first ingredient is the most, if you have glucose listed, you have molasses listed, you have fructose listed, you can have each one listed separately, and they will be way down the ingredient list. On the proposed changes... The sugar must be listed, the sugars can be listed individually, but they are grouped together. And many products, sugar will end up being the first ingredient. People are confused because they see these long chemical kinds of names and uh, they might only look at glucose. Right. Or they may look at, you know, table sugar or sucrose. Um, the, the other thing is, is that the food industry has also gotten away with using things like fruit juice concentrates to add them as sugar. So you can make candy and you call them, you know, uh, fruit bites made with natural fruit or natural sugars and they're really stripped of any nutrients at all and they've been able to get away with making people think they're healthy. Now those those concentrated fruit juices will be considered added sugars if they are being used as a sweetening agent. The federal government is setting a recommended daily limit of sugar. How much is that, and do you think that's the right limit? Well, there's a problem there. The, the limit that they're recommending is for total sugars. And um, so that will also incorporate, you know, the milk sugar. It will incorporate the sugars that you get from things like mangoes and berries. And they didn't, they've listed that as 100 grams. That what they should be doing is listing a total for added sugars. 
The World Health Organization has come out with a total for that. They've, they've in the past, they've recommended that it be no more than 10% of calories, which is about 50 grams. They're now recommending that we go down to 25 grams. So that's about just over six teaspoons of sugar. Um, Health Canada is giving a total sugar, and that's not going to help. That's not. That's going to lead to confusion for consumers. I saw some people quoted just saying that the 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 recommended daily limit will be too high. But you're saying that on top of that, it'll be confusing because we won't know how much we get from fruit. Right. So it it isn't. I don't think it's too high for natural sugars, but people need more definitive information about the added sugars. So instead of putting the DV for total sugars, it should be for the added sugars only. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is uh, serving sizes will be updated. Uh, You have to really look at a product carefully now because Everyone has a different definition of what a serving size is, and my favorite is usually something like 18 potato chips, you know, and you look at that and go, really? Well, the, the, I, I just came across a cereal where it said 24 pieces. Um, who do you think is going to pour out cereal and count 24 pieces? So when you're trying to to take foods like, let's say, a prepared broth you want to use in cooking, um, one one will have half a cup as a serving size, another one will have two-thirds of a cup. And so we will see standardized serving sizes so you compare apples to apples and you don't, you won't need to take out your calculator. You'll actually be able to shop and it'll be a little faster. Just to sum things up, what is your take? Is this what we need or do it still need some tweaking? It, it still needs some tweaking, but it's, it's a huge um, step in the right direction. Okay. Rosie Schwartz, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The federal government is looking for feedback from consumers. If you Google Health Canada proposed nutrition labels, you'll find instructions on how to post your comment. We have until September 11th to do that. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Weekend Review. Are you looking for a summer vacation but turned off by high gas and airline prices? Well, there are plenty of local holiday destinations that won't cost an arm and a leg. In just a moment, we'll hear more from AM 740's Chris Robinson. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing, making people's lives better. A survey out this week says nearly half of Canadians won't be traveling this summer because of the high cost of gas and accommodations. And many of us who are still planning trips will be cutting back and sticking closer to home. I chatted with Chris Robinson of the Chris Robinson Travel Show about some budget-friendly destinations nearby. Fortunately, I think we're probably in the best place in the world for traveling in our own backyard. And I really mean that. We are so blessed with, with the incredible landscape and history and culture and everything else immediately around us that I think it makes it very easy to, to have that, uh, I guess they call them staycations these, these days. Say you're in Toronto. Yeah. What would you recommend? Two of the great secrets, I think, that even Torontonians don't make the most of um, are Toronto Islands, 
which, especially when it's hot and, and humid weather, of course, it's always cooler and breezier out on the islands. We got married there. You did? A long time ago. Good for you. I think it's one of the most romantic places in town, isn't it? And the, yep. and the skyline view is fabulous. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, well, you know about that one. How about the ravines and the, the hikes and the walks in the ravines? Fabulous. Again, you know, you, really unique to, to Toronto and so many ways of linking them up and just doing it by grabbing a, a local bus or, or getting on the subway. Okay. And if you want to drive a little bit... I love Algonquin Park, yeah. but the places that I love to stay at are incredibly oh, expensive. I mean, unbelievable. But you can find Algonquin outside of Algonquin. That's, yeah. that's the, the, the lovely thing. As soon as you get onto the Canadian Shield, I mean, it's, it's paradise, at least uh, in my view. Uh, and so you can look at the whole of the Halliburton Highlands region, or indeed Ontario's Highlands, which stretches all the way to the Ottawa Valley. And there are some fabulous and some great value uh, destinations, little resorts to stay at. N- name some. Oh, it's difficult to know where to start because uh, there is, there's a whole association, actually, of Inns of Ontario, which you can go to. But just go to some of the regional uh, Ontario websites. It's, it's all there. You can um, link it into Ontario Tourism. And they have 13 different regions right across the province. Uh, and they all have their accommodation sections and you just start looking at the pictures and it takes your breath away. You just start looking at the prices and you think, wow, that's really good value. And it's right here in our own backyard. Actually, in the summertime, we do a nice um, kind of diversion on the travel show. And we, instead of talking about, you know, the Caribbean and, and some of the exotic destinations, we have a lot of destinations which are in our own backyard. So recently we've covered the heart of Ontario, really, literally just half an hour, 45 minutes up the road. And you can be hiking on the UNESCO World Biosphere, you know, on the uh, beautiful ridge, the Niagara Escarpment, that goes all the way up to uh, Tobermory. Uh, we have got coming onto the show, actually, Ontario Highlands uh, is going to be on the show in the next uh, few weeks, uh, as well as uh, the Rideau Heritage Route, uh, which is absolutely fantastic, and Ontario's only UNESCO World Heritage Site. So yeah. that would be near Ottawa? Yeah, it, it it runs all the way from Ottawa and ends up uh, in uh, Lake Ontario at Kingston. Wow. So 200 kilometers of just breathtaking scenery and some beautiful inns along the way. Thousand Islands, of course, in the same area. Really just a world-class destination. And we have them on the show coming up too. And if we want to cross the border, what do you know about the Finger Lakes? Finger Lakes are lovely. I mean, totally different to Shield Country, of course. Very much softer. Great wineries around there. I think the anchor spot is Rochester. It's a lovely city, um, very reasonable accommodations. And from there, you can plan some delightful uh, trips out to all of the Finger Lakes, the wine region. Uh, Corning Glass Museum is a world-class museum, too, which is right on our doorstep. Anything else that you would have to recommend? Well, Ottawa, our nation's capital, uh, it's not far away. It's Even if you don't want to spend your money on, on, on gas, just take uh, one of the Via Rail deals. You can get deals as low as 29 39 bucks to, to Ottawa, which really makes it very affordable. And once there, uh, the nation's capital is over-endowed, of course, in, in great museums, um, wonderful summertime uh, festivals, especially if you're into music festivals of all kind. Um, you've got, of course, the Ottawa River. You've got the Rideau Canal that ends up there as, as well. And some great uh, shield country right on the doorstep. Wow. So uh, if you were planning to do that trip, how much time would you budget? As much as you possibly can, because there is no way you're going to cover it all. Um, one of the things that I would start with that uh, I think every Canadian should do is to go to the Sound and Light um, production on Parliament Hill, which runs all through the, uh, the summer, called Mosaica. 
that's really a great introduction to, to Ottawa and, and, and its history. Okay, I think we've covered it. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much. Uh, it's really great. Lovely to talk with you. Thank you. The Chris Robinson Travel Show airs right here on Zoomer Radio, Saturdays at 1 p.m. I'm Libby Zimmer, and this is the Zoomer Weekend Review. The Collingwood Elvis Festival is on this weekend. Earlier this week, we had a special guest stop by the Zoomerplex on her way to the fest. In just a moment, we'll hear from Priscilla Presley. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing, making people's lives better. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time for your International Arts Date Book. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. In the Windy City, see the World War I-era photography of Edward Steichen. He was a pioneering champion of art photography, and his pictures have an almost modern-day quality. The exhibition is at the Art Institute of Chicago. To London, England, where Oliver Cotton's Daytona is enjoying a summer run in the West End. It's a story set in the 1980s about a long-married couple who reunite with the husband's long-estranged brother. As the play unfolds, the audience discovers they are all Holocaust survivors who've made new lives in America. And in Melbourne, Australia, art and science are brought together to make new worlds. It's at the Raglan Street Gallery. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Date Book. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go, cat, go, but don't you. If you're in Collingwood this weekend, you'll find countless people dressed up in white bejeweled jumpsuits. It's the 20th annual Collingwood Elvis Festival, the largest tribute festival to the king of rock and roll anywhere on earth. This year, it features a very special guest, Priscilla Presley. On her way up to Collingwood, she stopped by here at the Zoomerplex for a special conversation with AM740's The Happy Gang. She talked about her life with Elvis and how they remained close after divorcing. Here's why she thinks so many people still relate to Elvis and consider him to be one of the 20th century's greatest musicians. He was the X factor. He was, I mean, to the truest sense, what everyone is really looking for in all these TV shows, and there's nothing really that comes close. And I think a lot of that is because he was so authentic. He was so organic. He was so, what you see is what you got from Elvis Presley. And I'm here to tell you that right now. His love of music, his love of delivering his, yeah. his, his songs to you. He always thought about his fans, always. And I, there's something that's, that comes through with him that you get it. All of you, I know that, you know, being here today, when he sang or have you ever saw him on stage, I felt like the songs were sung to me. So, I mean, and obviously not all the songs were sung to me. They were sung for his audience because he chose his songs even that would touch you. Uh, He he would listen to the song and he wanted to know if it was delivering a message or did this person go through that because it's it's all very emotional. So I, I, I think that he touched on that for all of us. Love me tender Love me sweet, never let me go. You have made my life complete, and I 
Elvis Presley with Love Me Tender. The 20th annual Collingwood Elvis Festival wraps up today. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week when we mark the 100th anniversary of the First World War. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. Produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Snymer. Produced by Paul Thomas. Program Director, John Vandriel. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review. Heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network. Home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.